anyway, I think most everybody's familiar with web cell survey. I'm sure you've used it before. Get rid of the speaker in the background here. So normally what I like to do is, you know, go into the import the area of, of or the yeah, area of importance or I forget what AOI stands for now. And normally what you can do is just create it from a shape file. And so what you have to do is go in and do the choose from thing and I think I've got some data sets here. Yeah, like Cedar Canyon. So you just go in and pull from where you've got these saved and it will bring it up. And actually it might just be worth doing that of, just to demonstrate it. So choose the shape file, then you have to pull the SHX file, then the projection file. And then the database is optional, you don't need to. And then go ahead and hit set AOI and, well, great. It's always fun when this stuff doesn't work. Yeah, so that time it did. So, you know, normally that's the way I like to do it. Makes things a lot easier, but you can do it from the legal. Um, the problem that I always have from the, doing it from the legal is uh, eventually at some point that I just have to freehand draw the area of interest and that's never fun. So if I recall right, we're, yeah, section 13 of 23 North 10 East. So now it's probably gonna give me some sort of error because I didn't give it northing and eastings right. So then it does this thing. Yes, so we're mostly there. <laughs> yep, and so this is, so I was able to get the Metzler property earlier um, in GIS, so now we've gotta do the drawn area of interest. So, if I recall right, it kind of runs like this. Yep. And it cuts across here. And then back up to here. Yeah. So we'll see how close we got. Yeah, 81.8, if I remember right, Steve, when at the tax law website or the tax parcel said 83.9. So we're in the ballpark. Basically, it looks like I missed this area down here. So, so that's good news. Once you have your area of interest, that's really the hard part. So, and unfortunately, you really can't fool with the Boundaries, you know, I'm a little bit over here and a little bit under here, but life is good. So, 
It's always the first step, area of interest. And then you can go over into soils map is really your next step. And it gives you really this map unit legend piece. And yeah, I always love the warnings, may not work at this scale. But this gives you your acres in each area and then the coding and apologize, I gotta move you for a minute here. So this is this thing here, this add to shopping cart. So what we're gonna do is just keep adding these different pieces that we want to the shopping cart. So for instance, because this is actually our map and our units, we need to add it. So just go to add shopping cart, it'll give you the title, and then you can put in a subtitle if you want to. It's, it's not important, at least not at this stage, I don't think it is. So you just hit okay and it's put it in the shopping cart. So the next piece is the Soil Data Explorer. Um, as a general rule of thumb, this is the worst part of web soil survey to deal with because you're just trying to figure out what applies and what doesn't apply, what's gonna help you, what's meaningful to the landowner. So, you know, again, you can get all sorts of data like building site development, you know, corrosion of steel, local roads and streets. You know, some of it's interesting. Uh, the land classifications, I always find kind of interesting. Unfortunately, they're almost always useless. So, you know, we'll go ahead and hit tree and shrub groups. We can even ask for a detailed description. And then go ahead and hit view description that kind of explains what you're going to look at and then the view rating so i'll get rid of the description and <laughs> so basically it's the uh conservation tree and shrub group ratings for nebraska so for instance 10 is basically nothing's really going to grow here Whereas, you know, three are the better soils, eights have severe limitations. Yeah, I'm trying to see here. And so it's really not giving that description in here. And that was kind of the problem with the, the view description. Doesn't really give it either. So you have to use it in combination with the, um, the field office tech guide for conservation tree and shrubs. So, but again, this case, you know, I always add stuff to the shopping cart. Again, conservation tree and shrub groups. We can subtitle it, fairly useless if we want to. Um, the ecological site IDs are becoming kind of a bigger deal for um, NRCS. But you can see there's actually only one that's identified here. And that's the hard part with this stuff is going through it is, does it really help you if there's only the one? So in this case, again, it's not doing any good. It's nothing we need to add. Um, farmland classifications, sometimes I like to check those out. And it's mainly because what I want to get at is, is it eroded or is it wet? Um, and that's kind of where you'll see this a little bit more. But again, 
you know, and again, you can kind of see here, red is, you know, obviously not good, green is. You know, irrigated capability classes. You know, again, same thing, the NH um, forest soil group. Basically, you are not even gonna get data. They don't have data for it in Nebraska. And that's actually usually what you get when you ask for things like site index too. So, um, land management is always kind of fun. So harvest equipment operability. Uh, let's see, yeah. Recreational development, soil health, vegetative productivity. Whoa, apparently I went too far, sorry. So American wine grape varieties. Um, but forest productivity, and this is usually the one where, you know, yeah, cannot run necessary data, not available. Site index, cannot run data, not available. So that's usually the problem that we've got with, you know, a lot of what's available to us in web soil surveys. So um, suitabilities and limitations, all you're ever going to find there is conservation tree and shrub group that'll be of any use, really. Um, soils, properties, and qualities. I almost never really use anything here. Again, it's soil chemical properties. Soil erosion factors, again, the wind erodibility group or wind erodibility indexes are kind of almost meaningless for our purposes. Um, you know, again, the two, 4L, six don't mean a lot. If you look at that wind erodibility index, you know, this is what you're looking at of 134, 86, 48, so that's tons per acre per year, but again, we're water east of, you know, whatever that is, Highway 183. So, although this is the wind erodibility index, so again, you know, the numbers are so huge, it's almost not important. Um, then the ecological site assessment, And again, all we really have in the state of Nebraska is rangeland. I'll go ahead and click on the forest land. And, you know, again, ecological sites. Hey, we turned up too. Yeah, almost never happens. So, but, you know, it's pretty minor. It might be worth going ahead and adding it to the shopping cart this time. That's unusual. Normally, all they've got done for the state of Nebraska is rangeland. So you should see this populate over here. Yeah. And so the only big deal about the ecological site descriptions is that the new conservation tree and shrub guidelines are based on the ecological site descriptions. But again, they're based on what's available for rangeland because everyone's panicking about eastern red cedar and we've got no data on forest land. 
So my guess is this has something to do more with it's crossing the border over from Iowa. And then the soil reports. So this is the one where there's usually some things in here that are worthwhile. Um, and this is always the hard one. I like the map unit descriptions brief generated. Um, so we'll just kind of go through them, uh, you know, view the soil reports. And you'll see kind of why I like it. So here's just the map unit description, and this is what you get. Map unit setting, map unit composition, description of it, you know, convex slope shapes, typical profile depths, properties and qualities, interpretive groups. It just kind of goes on and on. It does that for each one of them. The map unit description's brief. Yeah, in this case, it won't even run it. The brief generated, the reason why I like it is, you know, it's basically just quite a bit shorter, supposedly. It was just showing the map unit descriptions again. So this is why I like it. So it's personal. I get a paragraph. So, you know, and I'm always thinking in terms of what can I copy? And paste directly into my stewardship plan or into smart you know this is something that you know I can pretty much just cut and paste into smart and that's why I like it it's the only reason why uh, again I also think if you ever want to give something like this to a landowner you know the other piece they're not going to know what to do with so so again I'll add it to the shopping cart and then we can kind of keep going down through here but at this point now, we really start running out of things that are useful. Um, land classifications, again, we saw the tree and shrub suitability groups earlier. So again, you can run it out of here. And it's just a little bit different look, a little bit different flavor to it. Um, you know, sometimes the forage suitability groups, you know, just because the landowner may have an interest in it. You can pull that, but again, they're based on the ecological site descriptions. Um, land capability classification, you know, we used to use this a little bit more back in the day. So 7S, 8S, 4E, 6E, the nice thing is it explains it down here. You know, again, you might remember what all they stand for, but um, I've always kind of liked it in the management plans and in this case we're kind of 4e and above so they're all eroded soils and the soils all have severe limitations that restrict or most of the property has severe limitations that are going to restrict plant choices not true everywhere but you know for a good chunk of the property that's pretty true so i've always kind of liked this one and it's more just information for me so i'm adding it to the card You know, again, a landowner might be interested in kind of the prime and other farmland data, but it's really on the landowner. Um, land management, you know, again, so much of this, normally what it turns up is a can't print a report. 
oh, look at that, it did. So forest harvesting and planting, suitability for hand planting, suitability for harvesting equipment. So, you know, again, I don't necessarily find that really interesting. Hall roads, log landings. So usually I don't consider it worth downloading. Um, a lot of these soil chemical erosion health, I don't find a lot of use for. The vegetative productivity, um, sometimes if it gives it to you, the uh, environmental plantings and yeah, windbreaks. But yeah, this is kind of what happens most of the time, nothing. Um, if you recall, this was the 2E soil was this one, the Marshall. So now it's kind of giving you some plants that you know, will make sense, again, if, depending on your height. So, you know, again, it doesn't hurt to have it in here. Again, forest land productivity, we already saw it before. It's just gonna kind of give us the same report, but this time it did give us some site indexes. So that's moderately cool. But again, only for this moon soil, so very limited. But normally it doesn't turn up anything at all, so I'm going for it. Sometimes this is kind of interesting, the rangeland and forest vegetation classifications. Yeah. Um, so again, not a lot here under the dry weight production. So again, it's rangeland, so they're basically talking the grasses. So see a little bit of data for some of the soils. And then for the forest soils, basically, you know, you're just seeing it on the boon again, which is the only one they had some data on before. So, and this is all just understory veg. So that's not interesting enough for me to want to include. Um, you know, again, Doak, some of the guys out west, Rich, may want the rangeland productivity. So that can be useful. It does give the ecological site description. The plant composition one might be more interesting. Again, it's not really. I thought it might have some of the prairie plants, but it really doesn't. So really, what it comes down to is, you know, it's usually only about five or six things you even want. So basically, they've got the download soils data. And what this will do is, if you go here, um, it'll give you a link. And essentially what it'll do is it's just, that's going to give you a shape file. So it'll essentially give you your shape file from that property, most cases it's really not worth it. You can do it in ArcGIS. It's the shopping cart with the custom report that we really want. So um, usually I'll go and give it the custom subtitle of, you know, yeah, Metzler property. You know, you can make it as long and as obnoxious as you want to. Um, it's going to create a PDF. So again, map scale, fit to page, eight and a half by 11. 
you know, the UTM coordinate ticks really aren't that big of a deal. And this is where you can kind of self-edit now. So I've got the soil map, soil map unit legend and description, the soil data explorer. So all uses, suitability use for limitation, land classification, conservation tree and shrub. Um, and then you can add in the glossary. The glossary will be bigger than the soils report, so I usually skip it. The references, you can kind of skip to. And then you just go over here to checkout. And so delivery method, get now, download later. So get now. And it can take sometimes up to three minutes. The worst part is the soils map is what it's creating. Um, so again, you can do one or the other. If you hit get later, yeah. <laughs> so I've got a pop-up locker enabled. So now I get to go do this all over again. So check out. Get now. So you can get the do the get now or download later. If you do download later, what happens is it'll send you an email link that you just click on. So So this is how it self-titles. So like I included Burke County, Nebraska, I didn't have to, you know, so I could have just called it the Metzler property. You know, kind of gives you that map on the front page. Ah, there we go. I wanna download this. All right, I figured I'd just send this to you, Steve, when we're done. And but I don't want to have to look at this thing inside this window. Come on. Well, it's being ticky tacky with me. All right, so get rid of that window. Get rid of that window. Let's go to whole page. So, yeah, so anyway, you kind of march through this now and gonna move your window again. So, you know, again, preface, contents, how soil surveys are made. There's a lot of extraneous crap. So again, now we're getting into the part of this where it's basically everything we told it to include. So the custom soils map now, the map legend, the unit legend descriptions, the map unit descriptions, which again, this is just a lot of crap of map units delineated on the detailed soils map. So that's really just definition. So this is basically what we were looking at before of that map unit description generated, or map unit description, sorry. So it gives you that automatically with your soils map. Um, 
So it's another reason why you don't need it. You know, and it just kind of goes on for a while. And then soil information, all uses, so suitability, limitation, land classification, tree and shrubs. So now it gets to the customer reports for the conservation tree and shrub groups. That's new. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That's exciting. So anyway, here's the ratings. Ecological site assessment for forest land. So here's that map unit brief generated that I prefer. So again, you know, instead of getting pages and pages of stuff, now you're just getting that text with which you can cut and paste, which, you know, basically, and basically that's it. Copy it and just pull it into smart. Now again, land capability classifications. I have to admit, I generally like to see them. You know, it's most farmers are familiar with it and, and our CS guys used to like it. I'm not sure how much they love it anymore, but you know, basically I can do anything on a one, two or three, four, fives and six are limiting and seven and eight are why do they even want to plant trees there? Because nothing else will grow there. So again, kind of the windbreaks, environmental plantings, you know, it's interesting, but it doesn't really help a lot. And then the forest land productivity. I'm just completely amazed that they've got site indexes for black oak and jack pine, but hey, at least they've got something in there. Not that we'd grow black oak and jack pine and in Burt County, but they've got it listed. So that's kind of it. Um, you know, it's really web soil survey is, it's interesting, but it's huge. You know, in terms of all those lists and drop downs, what do you want to pick from? And these are just kind of my personal favorites. Once you kind of get past, you know, a certain amount, it's just the same data over and over again. So, but you know, again, I like the, Conservation tree and shrub groups, sometimes it gives you something, sometimes it doesn't. I like the land classification or land suitability classes. And I like that map unit description brief generated just because it gives me that paragraph I can cut and paste. But that is as complicated as web soil survey gets or doesn't get. So, and the good news is that's being recorded. So if in doubt, you can always pull this up and hopefully fast forward to what you want. So. With that, I'm going to call it, Steve. I'll get this in uh, email to you when I get back up to my office, and <laughs> I got to blow you up again. So, and I appreciate your patience. So, good on you. Anyway, we'll talk to you later, and if we don't, then have a great Memorial Day weekend. See you later. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>